In today's show, we look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. There are six games on, who we can stream in, how we plan out the rest of the week, the days ahead. Injury updates, shenanigans, it's all here. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow me on Instagram if you haven't. I've got a mission here to get that number up. Um, I think we're at 13,000 over there. I want to push that up to 50 if possible, but I am posting more content over there. So go leave comments, likes, follows. Um, let me know what else stuff you want on Instagram as well. So I'm doing some different stuff over there also. So go and um, if you can go and check that out, that would be uh, good. I'd appreciate it a lot. So go and, uh, go and have a look. What else do we have to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about the games, don't we? Because it's Tuesday. So warning, what do you think? Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Well, it's not actually Tuesday for you. It's Tuesday for me. But we're looking ahead to Tuesday's games in the NBA. And the first one of those we look at is the Celtics and the Wizards. In terms of the schedule for the week, both of these teams have three games. Boston plays Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. So they've got the low-volume Tuesday, the low-volume Thursday. That's pretty good. But they also have a back-to-back in there, which makes it hard for the Rob Williams-Al Horford situation. They're going to play two games. So after Tuesday, you might want to move on from those guys. Because well, that's not true. We find out which one of those guys is ruled out on Thursday because the guy that doesn't play Thursday then plays Friday with 13 games on. You can maybe move on. You've got to consider that. The Wizards go three games as well, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. So after Tuesday, they've only got two 13-game days left, which is rough. And we've got some updates on the Wizards. Are they good updates? Depends what your perspective is. Because Kyle Kuzma and Brad Beal were ruled out again. That's four straight for Beal. That's five straight for Kuzma. My chance, or the chances of them playing again the rest of the season seem remarkably low. I just don't think it's going to happen. We will find out, but I don't think it's going to happen. They've also listed Monte Morris as questionable. He missed the game on Sunday. And Dan Gafford is questionable with foot soreness. So if they're out, holy shit. Then DeLon Wright, Johnny Davis, Jordan Goodwin step up. If Gafford is out... It's going to have to be Anthony Gill and Taj Gibson. Maybe we actually get Jay Huff and Isaiah Todd to play. Legitimately, we might be talking about streaming in Jay Huff and Isaiah Todd. That might be what happens. Wow. Um, Jason Tatum is off the injury report for the Celtics. So, you know, obviously that injury was very much Spurs related. For the Boston side of things, we do want to watch the Brogdon and Maximum Derek White situation. Maximum Derek. Because even with Rob Williams, remember early in the season when Rob Williams started, Derek White would play 20 minutes. But now they're bringing Williams off the bench. He's playing 20 minutes himself. So White is getting big minutes and he's playing brilliantly. 38, 38, and 33 minutes the last three games. More minutes than Brogdon in each of those games. And that hadn't always been the case. White is dominating at the moment, but they could switch. Sneaky Joe Mazzula makes changes all the time. DMPs to Grant Williams, Sam Hauser starts, doesn't play, Blake Griffin starts, Mike Muscala starts, um, just random guys all over the place, sort of in and out of lineup. So don't get fixated on something always sticking because it might not always be the case. But at the moment, White is over Brogdon. 
For the Wizards, I do want to see what DeLon's right role, DeLon Wright's role is. With Beal out, it does help. But if Morris is out, it helps even further. And then Johnny Davis played like 30 minutes last game. And he actually looked like maybe he's an NBA player. Because that hasn't been the case all season. So John, if we have DeLon or if Monte Morris is out, we might get 30 minutes out of John again. He's played 23, 15, and 30 minutes the last three games. It's not enough to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. But, but if we have Morris out... With six games on Tuesday, amazingly, Johnny Davis becomes like at least a 14-team stream option. Amazingly. Because he's been shit out. We know this. The Cavs and the Hawks. The Cavs are going Tuesday, Friday, Sunday this week. So the two 13-game days, this is their last low-volume game. Their only low-volume game of the week. And the Hawks, the same. Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. This is their only low-volume game of the week. For the Cavs, Hal Neto is out. Danny Green is out. Um, for the Hawks, Jalen Johnson is out. Dean Wade is doubtful. And then you've got Jarrett Allen and Isaac Okoro, both questionable for Cleveland. If Okoro is out, that boosts Karis Levert. If Jarrett Allen is out, that boosts Karis Levert as well. So, pretty good chance, huh? If we go by the odds of probabilities, 50% chance, if I can remember this, 50% questionable is a 50% chance of play. So if Allen's 50% chance of playing and Okoro's 50% chance of playing, that means there's a 75% chance of Levert's minutes bumping up which is pretty high because when Okoro and Allen both play, he sort of sits in the 26 zone. But if one of them's out, he goes to 30. All right, so 31, 32. And if both of them out, then both him and the discman, C.D. Arsman, are going to be able to push up into larger roles. And we've got a 75% chance of at least one of those guys being out. So yeah, there you go. Pretty sure how that works. Maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong on that? I don't know. Anyway, my probability, you know, there's a decent chance. It's a better chance. Um... On the Cavs, I also want to watch the Koala, Evan Mobley, because he's dominating at the moment. But if Jarrett Allen's out, that actually helps him significantly. It gets him a little bit more usage, but what it does get him is more um, efficiency and more shot blocking and rebound opportunities. He could easily... Look, honestly, if Evan Mobley had a 30 and 20 with four blocks, I wouldn't be stunned. That's unlikely. It's really unlikely, but this is how good he's playing. On the Hawks side of things, I don't believe that after this, we have to hold on to Bogdan Bogdanovich. He's only playing 20 minutes a night. They've got a stinking schedule after Tuesday. He's not really worth it. The same goes with DeAndre Hunter. Obviously, Sadiq Bey is not someone we need to be all that interested in, but yeah, he's getting 20 minutes a night. He can score okay, but he's played 20, 20, 19, 25, 18 minutes the last five games. That's not enough. But with six games on, he's at least marginally interesting, but we clearly move on after that. I also want to watch the Nyeka Okongwu minutes because they continue to be frustrating. 23, 25, 24. Here we go. Minute split. And then 20, 20, 19, 18, 19. So we're back to him being a sub 20 minute player. Now, amazingly, he's maintained top 100 value in sub 20 minutes. So we roll with him for Tuesday. But is that worth it? Do you want to trust a sub 20 minute player with two games left in the remaining five days of the week, both on 13 game days? I would suggest maybe not. You might, but he definitely doesn't become immune to being a droppable player. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NCAA tournament is reaching its crescendo. The final four in the men's and women's side is here, and there is no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net. We're an NBA show here, though. So let's look at the NBA finals. You cut down the nets there, you don't. But who cares? The title odds, they're pretty tight. 
between the Bucks and the Celtics, plus 260 and plus 330 for the Bucks and Celtics, respectively. And then you've got the Suns and Nuggets coming in after that. The Warriors still somehow sixth favorite at plus 1,200. I have zero faith in the Warriors, but still, the odds are better. So that means there's teams who probably have a better chance with lower odds. You can go check that out on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. The Heat and the Raptors. Both of these teams with three games this week. Miami played Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday. So two low volumes for them. The Raptors go Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. So after Tuesday, your Chris Boucher's, your Gary Trent's, um, the value of those guys disappears pretty quickly. We're not expecting Will Barton to play. Thank God. No, you, Will. No, he's ready to sack that. Run, Will. Give it off quick. He's doubtful with the ankle problem. Gary Trent is questionable with the elbow issue. I just realized now that the Raptors have both Barton and Banton. Delano Banton's had a really injury-plagued season here. His thumb issue has cost him plenty of time. He's not back for a bit of a time here. Wieskamp is doubtful as well. Um, while for the Miami Heat, Kyle Lowry is questionable. It is the first game of a back-to-back -back for Miami, so I'm imagining he is on the injury report just because he's going to sit one of these games, whether it's against the Raptors or the Knicks. We will find out if he is out. That does boost the value of other players quite clearly. What On the Heat, what we want to watch is Max Struess, who has taken all of Victor Oladipo minutes. 32 and 34 the last two games, while Oladipo has been a DNP for three consecutive games. And if Lowry is out, that probably puts a little bit more usage into Struess's hands. He's not really only a points and three sort of a guy, but with extra minutes, he becomes a little bit more viable. Whereas Gabe Vincent's been mid-20s in minutes, but he could easily play 30 if Lowry is out. So that is something that we want to watch. On the Raptor side of things, Boucher with Trent out played 22 minutes last game. We're not looking at him as a rest of week ad, but if Trent misses then maybe we can try Boucher as a stream for Tuesday. The other guy I'd want to watch is Jeff Doughton, who played 19 minutes last game, 29 the game before that. He's an interesting player. He's probably only a deeper league stream. I'm not looking at him in 12s. But if Barton is out, thank God, and if Trent misses, then maybe we do get 23, 24 minutes out of Doughton, which, again, 24 minutes out of a guy who's relatively productive as a steals guy, especially. There's a little bit of something there for some deeper leagues. Uh, little Chungus Nikola Jovic is going to be out as well for the Heat. Not that anybody really worries about that one. The next one is your Orlando Magic. Against the Memphis Grizzlies, the Magic have this now familiar schedule Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. Great game Tuesday, stinker Friday, Sunday. Well, the Grizzlies have got four more this week. They go Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So a Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back. -back. It's a 10-game Wednesday, so it's semi-streamable, but probably not. And Friday, Sunday are not. Who is out? Zaire Williams is out. Steven Adams is out. Kavon Harris is out. That's not Gary Harris. And Vince Williams is questionable. Pretty much none of those players matter outside of Adams, but we've known that he's been out for a long time. On the Magic side of things, we want to see what Jalen Suggs can do because they cut Gaz Harris under 20 minutes last game so they could get more minutes into Suggs and more minutes into Anthony. And Suggs responded with a good game, as did Cole Anthony. Suggs is probably not anything more than a streamer, but for a day like this, yeah, then we stream him. And Cole Anthony should be rostered. Now, if you want to drop them to get someone in on the Thursday and the Saturday, like a Pelicans play, that would make sense because these guys don't play until Friday, Sunday. And I'm not sure Suggs and Anthony would be in your best players to use. So we watch what they do here. We see what we get, but maybe we move on after that. Well, for the Grizzlies, Grizzlies last game, the cashier, Xavier T. Illman. Do I have that sound still? No, I deleted it. I thought I had a sound that I could have been using all season. Oh, maybe it's here. No, deleted it. Thought I had a good sound that I could use for Tillman. Anyway, it's all gone. And his last game, after a couple of stinkers in a row, Tillman went from 19 and 21 minutes to 31 against the Hawks. So 
does the does Clint Capella equal Wendell Carter in terms of using a big man? Or is but I, you know what? Screw that. Taylor Jenkins doesn't abide by any of this. Some games you'll play small against Gobert. Sometimes you'll play big against Kavon Looney. It makes no sense. The rotations make no sense. We just sort of cross our fingers and go, maybe Tillman gets more playing time. I don't know. He was great last game, but trusting it is really tough. And the other one is Luke Kennard here, who played 23, 25, 25, 24, 23 minutes. There's been reasons. Ja Morant's been either out or on the bench or limited minutes, or Dylan Brooks has been suspended. And Brooks has played 18 and 23 minutes the last two games. Now, offensively, there's no debate that Luke Kennard's a better player than Dylan Brooks. But he was able to get extra minutes because Brooks is... Dylan Brooks, and that meant that Canard has been hit, hitting 14 threes over the last two games. He's at least a streamer there, but that level of playing time probably isn't reasonable to expect. The Hornets and the Thunder. The Hornets go Tuesday, Friday, Sunday. The Thunder, like the Grizzlies, go Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. So four more games, but only one quality one there for them. What we do know for the Hornets is that they're idiots and that Mark Williams is out. Oh, hi, Mark. We don't have an update on Kelly Oubre. I'm going to label him doubtful. We don't have an update on Terry Rozier. I'm going to label him doubtful. We don't have an update on Cody Martin. I'm going to tell you that he's out. Just Nostradamusing that. I think he might be out. We'll see. Um, and for the, the Thunder, it's Lindy Waters who missed last game with a plantar fascia issue. So he is questionable here. As we know with the Hornets, and if you haven't caught up, they are going to play musical chairs with their center. So Mark Williams will sit this one. He'll play the next two. And then he'll sit the next one. Then he'll play the next two. They only have three game weeks these next two weeks, the Hornets, meaning Mark Williams and Big Dick Nick Richards only play two games in each of the next two weeks. And that's probably not good enough to use them outside of streaming. But in saying that, with six games on today, we, or not today, Tuesday, we stream Nick Richards. He's going to start. He'll probably play 27 minutes, 26 minutes. And deeper leagues, you stream Kai Jones. You stream him on Tuesday. And it doesn't matter because you drop him for Friday, Sunday, which will be the two games that Mark Williams starts, which is unfortunate. But two games a week for each of these blokes makes it really tough to have them long-term. But we really go hard on it today. And then I've got Sfima Luke as someone to watch because his minutes have been up. 37, 30, 37, 33 minutes the last three games. They're somehow, for some reason, relying upon him with Ubre out. He was stinking last game with his shooting, but everything else was pretty good. And... If Ubre is out, and I expect Ubre to be out, Mihailuk behind Dennis Smith, but Mihailuk is a streaming option. For the Thunder, Isaiah Joe went turd, turd, unbelievable game. Does that pattern hold? It doesn't. But what I can expect is mid-20s in minutes for Joe, who had, this is minutes, 28, 29, 24, 24, 27, 27. The perfect stream back-to-back, 17, then 20, and then 28 after that. So he's been mid-20s basically every single game, apart from those two disgusting games on Thursday and Friday against LA. So I'm pretty okay with Joe getting strong minutes here and being a solid points and threes streamer. I also want to watch Pig Williams, who's played 26, 27, and 27 minutes the last three games. Now, I don't know whether Pokashevsky gets any minutes. We've had no real trust in Pig Williams' minutes. The game before that, he played 11. Yes, he had four fouls in the first half, and that's probably why. But he hasn't always been at 26 or 27. But there's a chance here, which puts him into deeper league streaming territory, I believe. The Pelicans and the Warriors. This is the last game of the day, and it's the only game involving a team on a back-to-back, and that's the Pelicans. They come in here. We know they've got the perfect schedule, the Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So we're really looking for the value of these players here. The Warriors play Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, as so many teams seem to do. So Tuesday's great. Friday, Sunday stinks. We know that Zion's going to be out. Jose Alvarado's going to be out, and we're going to assume that Andrew Wiggins is going to be out as well. The Pelicans are on a back-to-back, so we'll get an idea there, but we are looking at Josh Richardson. We're looking at Larry Nance. We're looking at Najee Marshall and Herb Jones. If those guys are available, their four-quality game for the week for the week really does trump nearly everybody because 
yeah, even if you get 20 minutes a night, 17 minutes a night out of those guys times four, like what other waiver wire guys are you getting and using and getting more than 50 minutes out of? Probably none, really, like realistically. So there is value there. For the Warriors, I want to watch Gary Payton, not because I think he's a stream. He could be if you're looking for steals, but his impact on DiVincenzo and Kaminga, who are no longer 12-team league holds. Now, if you do have them and you haven't moved on, you probably hold for, for Tuesday because, again, so few options available, but long-term it's not there. I also want to watch Jordan Poole, who stunk, but the last couple of games have been much better from Paul. He looked like he was going to have him stuck at 26 minutes a night, but he's pushed back up to 30, 31, and that has elevated his value, which, of course, if you are still in the fantasy playoffs, you'd love to get value elevated at this point of the year. In terms of some injury replacement situations, if Monte Morris is out, we really lean hard into DeLon Wright, and then it's Goodwin and Davis after that. If Dan Gafford's out, we probably go with Taj Gibson, Anthony Gill. Um, if Jared Allen is out, well, it's all about Levert. And then after him is the Discman, C.D. Arsman. For the Heat, if Kyle Lowry is out, we go with Vincent, then Struess, and then maybe Oladipo. And if Gary Trent is out, it is Boucher, and then Jeff Doughton, who are probably the two that I would look to if Gaz is out. In terms of a Tuesday, Wednesday, back-to-back, some of you guys might have the ability to add players or use players on Wednesday with 10 games on. It's going to be pretty iffy. But if you do, here are some players that play that back-to-back. It is the cashier, Xavier Tillman and the Grizzlies. Yes, it's unpredictable. But there is a chance of 60 minutes. There's a chance of 40 minutes. But 40 minutes for one waiver ad, you're not getting any other player who gets 40 minutes. All right, so that gives him some value there. Caleb Martin, similarly. You might you probably get 60 minutes for him out of the back-to-back. Isaiah Joe, you might get 50, minimum 40. You might get 30 points with six triples over two games. Tyus Jones, yes, he'll be back as a backup. But... 40 minutes, probably 45, with maybe 16 assists, maybe 14 assists, maybe 10 assists. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's enough. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess. Midwest, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort. You have to be very willing for a man to shoot 10% to have him, but he might get three assists. He might get four steals or three steals across the two games. That's more points leagues than category leagues, but there's an option. Santiel Dama is at least a rotation player for the Grizzlies. There might be a 27-minute push up there, but most likely it's 18 a night. And then Kevin Love has been playing back-to-backs. Not well, but he has been playing them, so you probably get 40 minutes out of him. Maybe there's a game where it pushes a little bit higher and you can get some rebounds and some threes out of Kevin Love. For category league streaming for Tuesday, well, it is all about Nick Richards, really. He, He might not play 30, but he should play 25 to 26. And imagine they go in here and they start Kai Jones over Nick Richards. I'll lose my mind. It, it is po- I, that, that possibility never really entered my head until just now. Where I'm going, yeah, Nick Richards, he'll be the starter. But what if they don't? What if they start Kai Jones? Oh, gross. We're, I still am going to put it at 80% Nick, but now I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, Nick Richards. I like Dillon Wright. That value pushes up even further if Monte is out. I do like Dan Gafford, but of course, maybe he doesn't play. Dennis Smith looks like a great option with the assumption that Ubre and Rogier are out. But even if they're in, Smith has enough value. Uh, Xavier Tillman, Denny Avdia, great stream here. Uh, Caleb Martin's a solid enough one. Well, Joshie Richardson, you're adding him for Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Four games, same minimum 20 minutes, 80 minutes of action for the week. It's probably enough, yeah, to make a difference. That's how you got to look at it this week. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% of leagues. I like Jordy Goodwin. Even more so if Monte's out. Ricky Rubio can get you some assists. Gaz Harris, Pig Williams, Sfima Luke, Gabe Vincent, Kai Jones. Remember about two weeks ago, I said, I reckon there's going to be a point where we're talking about Kai Jones as a streaming option. We're here. And Najee Marshall's a deeper league sort of option as well and might even be a 12-team league guy with the strong schedule. These points leagues players are all available in 40% plus of leagues. You've got Den Smith. You've got Nicky Richards. 
Denny Avdia, Dan Gafford, Lou Dort, DeLon Wright, Tillman, and Mihailuk as options who can be streamed in in a standard points league. Um, again, the assumption is that we know that Beal and Kuzma are out, but the assumption is here that Gafford's playing, and the assumption is that Rubio, Rubio, no, Rogier and Ubre. I was combining Rogier and Ubre into one name and ended up with Rubio, who is actually another player who we don't need to talk about here. But Mihailuk's in that mix there. In terms of low volume games, well, over the next four nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're looking at Tuesday and Thursday. And you know, there are two teams that play Tuesday and Thursday. It's the Pelicans and the Celtics. So Josh Richardson's number one on this list with two games. But this is a situation where the streaming value of some of these guys isn't particularly strong. So there are players who play one quality game over the next four nights who actually can be more valuable in a category league than someone who plays two. Overall value. Again, a nebulous term, but overall value. So I've got Josh Richardson there. Nick Richards can be valuable in one game if it happens. Kevon Looney, Dan Gafford, they all play one game. Well, Gafford, maybe. We hope he plays one game, but there's enough value in there one game to be useful. Then you've got Najee Marshall with two, DeLon Wright with one, Grant Williams with two, with the assumption that one of those games, Horford or Williams is out, Rob Williams is out, and then KCP with one as well. So it is a weird spot where there's not many players playing two quality games over the next four nights. So some one guys, one get quality game guys, actually boost up in value. If you look at the next four days in totality, Tillman's got three games. Do you play him on Wednesday? Maybe. Probably do. Collins has got two. That's Zach Collins. Actually, Zach Collins has got two. I don't know whether his bicep injury is going to flare up at any point and limit him. Isaiah Joe's got three. Kevon Looney's got two. Drew Eubanks has two. Shaden Sharp has two. He's a must roster player, by the way. So is Eubanks. Uh, Bagley has two. You probably want him. And Lou Dort has three games over the next four nights. Because if we look at the next three nights, there are three teams who play... Oh, the next four nights, sorry. Three teams who play four games. The Thunder, the Grizzlies, and the Celtics have got three games in four nights. No team plays four games in five nights. The Thunder and the Grizzlies play four games in six nights. No team plays five games in seven nights. And the Thunder and the Grizzlies, notice a pattern there. They play five games in eight nights. So the Thunder and the Grizzlies have got the best schedule here coming up over the next week and a bit. Five games in eight nights for the Thunder. They've got a three and four, a four and six, and a five in eight. So you're looking at your Joe, Kennard, Jones, Tillman, Pig Williams, Dort, maybe. God, if you can stomach it. All those guys have their games played advantage. And that. We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.